I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to take you on a little journey in the mind of Kara Brown. You're going to want to buckle up. It's a little bit scary in there, but here we go. When I look at this, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. For me, what happened is I think initial response just out of the gates. Um, that's amazing. God is incredible. I love him so much. He's perfect. I'm not, I really want to be. And if I'm supposed to be like him, then I should probably be able to do all those things. I mean, except the mighty God part. But sometimes I do try to play God. Like, let's just be honest, in my own world. This is care land, okay? So just ride, ride this out with me. Then you look at everlasting father. Well, for me, I have some major daddy issues. So that doesn't actually look very appealing to me. So then I think, oh, shoot, now, now I need to go to counseling. But the wonderful counselor part, and I need it. Like, I don't know, but for me, honestly, like, I want all of those things, and I... I know God is all of those things, but somehow in this little brain, I'm sure none of you can relate to this at all. This is just me. Um, I get overwhelmed because I think somehow if I'm an image bearer of the God that I love and I have the Holy Spirit within me, on some level, I should be able to exude or reflect those attributes of God. Does that make any sense? Is there anybody else who would be brave enough to say, I could actually go to Caroland and hang out with you there on that train? Yeah? Okay, there's a few of you. That makes my heart so happy, thanks. I don't feel so alone. Um, so then what happened is I go into this really not great place of like, oh, you're supposed to be worshiping and and affirming who God is because he's the great I am and you're making it about you. and and. Literally, now I need to call and make an appointment to see my counselor and say, I'm crazy, please help. But it really helps me when I start to get into that frenzy and that anxiety of trying to be per performance and productivity and have my identity in what I do um, as opposed to my identity in being that I'm a daughter of the king. It's really helpful if I can step back and take a deep breath and actually look at the word. Actually look at God's love letter to me, God's love letter to you. This is the truth. This is the living, breathing word of God. And when I can go to this, usually I can get out of crazy town. So when I look at this verse, um, and I loved the message reading of it earlier. I actually was going to do that, so my devotional is a little bit shorter. Thanks, Valanda. Great job. That was awesome. So when you look at Isaiah 9, um, we're going to just start right at Isaiah 9, 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called... Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Amen. That's amazing. There's so much power. There's so much truth. And to step back and think about, okay, so the Israelites 
were, were captives in slavery. They were freed with Moses charging the way, the seas part. Then they go into this desert land for 40 years, and they're wandering around and following this cloud by day and this pillar by night, and like, God, where are you? Then they get to the promised land, which is so great, and then unrest starts to happen, and they, they want some kings, and God's like, well, I'm your king, and they're like, yeah, but we want some people kings, so he gives them some judges, and then they want some kings, and then he gives them some kings, and then... It splits into Judah and Israel. And then this is about the time um, King Ahaz is, is king at this time, a descendant of David. And he, this is who Isaiah is prophesying to. And I really feel bad for prophets and prophetesses because um, I think that would be a really hard job. Because really you're calling everybody out on their crud right? I mean, at the beginning of this chapter, it's like, you're in darkness, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, and you need to do this, this, and this, and here's the promise, here's what's coming. I think, I think being Isaiah would be just incredibly hard, and yet, listening to God's voice and being obedient to that, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for his courage and his boldness, um, but being a prophet and, and calling us into more, inviting us into more, I just think that would be really hard. And I, I love that when I get out of my own crazy town and I come to the word of God, I see his promises and I see that he is the wonderful counselor. He's the giver of wise counsel. Nobody teaches like he does. Nobody. He's the one that is full of wonder, awestruck wonder. He is that big. He's the one that's the mighty God. He is the I am. I don't have to be because he is and he was and he's coming again. So I don't have to be all of these things. He's got it. He is the highest authority over all, over everything. Everlasting Father. He's my dad. And he loves me. And he will always choose me. He will always choose me. And for growing up with a dad that didn't, for growing up with a dad who wasn't present, who chose his mistress over his family, that, that took a lot of hard work, you guys. It took a lot of hard work to know that my daddy in heaven loves me, and he's got my back and he will choose me every chance he gets. I can look at this Prince of Peace. I love that our church body is passionate about Salem being a city at peace with God. I am so proud to be a part of a body that has that as a priority because we serve the Prince of Peace. That's who sits on the throne, the Prince of Peace. He is the one who reconciles us to God. Jesus Christ died on the cross, living a perfect and sinless life so that we could be reconciled to God, so that we could have relationship with him. Authentic, real, messy, beautiful relationship with him. Jesus did that. For us. He is the Prince of Peace. I don't have to be. I, don't, I definitely want to have my life reflect 
these attributes, I don't have to be them. And I definitely don't have to do them perfectly. And I, I fall back into that often. I'm sure none of you do. Jared, do I need to push it closer? It sounds scratchy, is it? Am I all right? Okay. Um, I don't have to be. Even though I fall into that, when I'm able to step back and look at his word and truly see how amazing and incredible this promise was before he came, they don't, when, when Isaiah wrote this, the New Testament wasn't there yet, right? So, so this is all future, future, future. He's coming, 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 he's coming. And we live on this side of the cross, which is a pretty amazing thing and messy, but that we know his promise was fulfilled. Jesus did come. This gift that was given to us, I love when it says, um, for a child is born to us, a son is given, a gift, the greatest gift of all, unconditional love, the greatest gift. So I don't know about you guys, but for me, sometimes I tend to look at the Old Testament as um, old, <laughs> um, it's, it's easier for me to relate to the stories in the New Testament. Is there anybody else who can relate to that? Like, I look at the Old Testament and I know that it's important and there's value in it. It's been a journey for me to see the seamless transition from Genesis to Revelation. And even being, a, um, I got my degree at Simpson University, which is a Christian and Missionary Alliance, the denomination that our church is a part of. Um, and I got my degree in youth ministry. I did Bible classes and all that. And, and even then, as my Bible became a textbook, so to speak, um, it, making that connection, the old to new, was, was pretty hard for me. And I, I got an opportunity a couple years ago to make that connection with somebody. Um, I have a heart for Africa. We, uh, two of our children are um, adopted from Africa, and two of our children I got to uh, carry in bring into this world. Um, so I had this really strong heart for Africa, and I was there on a trip, and I rode in the front of a van with a driver, a Ugandan man who's um, Muslim, and we were talking, and the short version is our conversation and ended in this place, or we started in this place of the Old Testament is true and the New Testament isn't. Now I'm sorry, what? Oh, my Lanta, you're so confused. <laughs> Sweet, precious man, let me tell you about this. And so I'm in the front of the van, and the rest of the girls are in the back, and they're just praying, like, okay, go, Kara. And I'm praying, too, because I'm like, Lord Jesus, I really hope that this makes sense. And so I start, we start debating and going back and forth about the validity of the Old Testament and that the New Testament isn't. And finally, I, by the grace of God, by the Holy Spirit, came to this place of, if, if I can show you in the Old Testament prophecies to the New Testament, will you let me read it to you? And he's like, 
What do you mean? And I said, well, in the Old Testament, there are times when there are prophecies, there are pictures, there are visions, there are promises that happen to come to fruition in the New Testament. And he was like, try me. And I said, okay. He didn't say try me. I don't actually remember what he said, but he said it in a really great accent. Ugandan accents are awesome. Kata, that's what he calls me. My, <laughs> my sister Kata. Um, this is the verse that I came to first, you guys. It's the very first one I came to. The Isaiah 9. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. And then I got to go to the New Testament, and I got to read about this baby that came to carry the sins of the world to the cross so we could have relationship with him. And my buddy Saidi um, said, okay, try again. I was like, all right. So we went back and forth. And this is when I was like, I am going to write my next check to my student loans with a grateful heart for the first time since I graduated. Because <laughs> every, every month, the, the payment comes, right, to pay off my education. And I'm like, oh my word, I'm at home with kids. I'm not even like, what was I thinking? And then I got home from Uganda, and I was like, oh yeah, this was worth it. Because I knew where stuff was. <laughs> but we continued this conversation. And then... Um, one of the other gentlemen on the trip had um, a Gideon Bible. Do you guys know what those are? Where, where it's Psalms and the New Testament. There's not even an Old Testament, right? So one of my friends has that, and, and he gives it to Saidi. And Saidi puts it in his pocket. And then when we would go to different villages, Saidi would be in the van, and I would see him reading it. And I was like, yes. And that was in the summer. And the following January, a group of my friends went back, and we were FaceTiming. Thank goodness for technology. How great is that? And my friend Saidi and I are on FaceTime, and I'm like just grinning from ear to ear. And my kids have been praying for him. My husband's been praying for him. Like, I had videos of him with his awesome accent, and we would play it in the car over and over. The kids would be like, let's listen to Saidi. And I'd be like, all right. And we'd listen to him talk, because he just has the best accent. And we're talking, and, and he says, and now you can call me Michael. And I said, what? what? I'm not going to call you Michael. Your name's Saidi. What are you talking about? And I hear my friend Brandy say, oh, tell her why. Tell her why. She starts screaming. And I'm like, what is going on over there? You people are crazy. And, and he says, I am no longer Saidi. That was my Muslim name. Michael is my Christian name. It was amazing. And I was kind of mad, because I was like, Brandy, why didn't you tell me? Like, what's going on? You've been there for a week already. And so she, she asked him, she said, Mike, Michael, why didn't you tell Kara? Why didn't you tell me? Why'd you tell Kara? 
And he said, I wanted her to be the first to know. It was so cool, Mabel thinks. It was so cool that a conversation that started with this very passage, this very promise, ended up with a Muslim man and his Muslim wife and their Muslim children getting new names. His wife's new name is Sarah, which rhymes with Kara. I told them they did that on purpose. I was like, she's my sister, Karen, Sarah. This very verse, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. That is the God who desires relationship with you. That is the God who desires relationship with me. That is the God who desires relationship with Saidi. Now, Michael, I'm so encouraged during this season. I sometimes run the rat race and get overwhelmed with all these things and all these traditions, and um, I want my kids to experience every tradition and sing every Christmas carol and have ugly sweaters and have pretty dresses and, you know, just everything. And really, when I step back and I get back to this, the love letter from my dad to me, it's what it's all about what this season is all about. It's all about the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to share who you are, the promises that you've given us, and how much you love us the kind of love that sacrifices your one and only son. The kind of love that pursues us even when we're running the opposite direction. The kind of love that gives wise counsel. The kind of love that never gives up. The kind of love that's always there and always available. a love that brings truth and grace, a love that brings shalom, peace. We thank you and we praise you in this season and year-round, really. During this season, let this be an opportunity for us to come back to your love letter, to come back to what it's really all about. We are loved and we are worth loving. And that's because of who you are. Thank you. Amen.